Good morning, friends. My name is Melissa Hirschman. I am here joined by Amy Love, matchmaker of magic. Oh. Ooh, and also a little howling at the moon this Saturday morning. I like that. Uh, Rebecca Bell, dating therapist. Good morning. Good morning. And our producer extraordinaire, Joanna Madden. Salutations. So go grab yourself a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, uh, cozy up, and join us this morning. We can't wait to share this conversation with you. All right, so this morning we are going to talk about flags, flags. And I'm not talking about the ones you hang outside your home to uh, let the world know what your Super Bowl team is or your, you know, life preference in terms of like how you navigate. I mean, flags that show up in dating. So the red flags, the green flags, the beige flags, and all of the flags in between. So uh, I guess to get us started this morning... um, So how do we, so how soon, so Rebecca, maybe we'll start with you. So how soon in a dating relationship and getting to know somebody, should I be on the lookout or will flags start appearing to me? Like how early on do you think I might see? I'm going to encourage folks to be eyes wide open from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. From the first date, from the first um, connection point. So Mm -hmm. if that's, you know, via texting or phone or dating app, exchanging messages, whatever that is, right? Yeah. Eyes wide open. Eyes wide open from the beginning. So let's, let's clarify. I feel like it's pretty common knowledge, but we'll just kind of put out there what we're talking about when we talk about flags. So one of the most common flags we hear is red flags, right? This is, we hear this all the time in common conversation. Oh, this is a red flag. This is a red flag. So red flag actually dates back hundreds of years ago to a sign of danger, right? Like in the Revolutionary War, you know, the flag would be up. Oh my God, incoming danger. And somehow we have incorporated this into our our dating life, right? Which I love because it can be a sign of incoming danger. So red flags, a little bit dangerous. So in your experience, in the experience of dating, even in the matchmaking world, Amy, like what are some of the big glaring red flags to be on the lookout for at the... First, showing up late, mm. number one. Oh, this so this this assumes that we got to the point where we're meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Are there red flags that might occur? First date late. Okay. Red okay. Flag. <laughs> All right. I can I can name that red flag in in two notes. Right. Okay. Like, how about somebody who you text them and they take like three days to respond back? Um. At the very beginning, I don't. I don't have the same, I don't know. I guess texting, I think, is different. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I know that some people really look at texting time, um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't think of that necessarily as a red flag because I don't know somebody yet. I don't know what their life is like. I don't know if they have boundaries to bring in something from old, if they shut their phone off, or if they're really engaged with, the situation so they cannot have their phone or what their specific job is you know so they might not be available I can't take that personally yet but I can take an in-person meeting and the fact that they're late um, now they get a pass of course they have an excuse so they told me ahead of time and they're letting me know they're running late but obviously it, it, it's there a flag means be on the lookout danger ahead possibly mm-hmm 
Well, yeah, I mean, flags speak to, right, signs that there may be compatibility issues. Mm-hmm. And the color of the flag determines the level of threat to this compatibility issue, right? Is that what we're trying to lay out here? So, Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. So, like, your beige may be your more subtle signs of a compatibility issue. And then moving up to red, red's like danger. Yeah. End now. Abort mission, right? right? Maybe. Maybe. Can flags ever turn from red to pink or even Ooh. down to beige? Ooh, I like this. So now we're talking about the evolution, right? We're talking about growth, though, in a relationship uh-huh. or change or how yeah. a dynamic could evolve uh-huh. as people get to know each other. Or maybe the flag bearer doesn't necessarily change, but the yeah. perspective of the individual who called the flag that changes right because yes i'm sure in relationships there are certainly instances where what might seem like a little bit of an incompatibility at the beginning like maybe one partner is a little more rigid than the other partner right uh-huh. and the free-flowing partner is like oh i don't know if i can take this rigidity but then over time components of that pieces of that rigidity help the free-flowing partner kind of get a little structure And then, you know, so I feel like there's definitely room for evolution. An example of that for me personally, Mm -hmm. and I love it. I know that y'all love it when I personally disclose. Yes, bring it on. Vulnerability. So my wife and I's first coffee date at a coffee shop, the red flag for me, there were a few, (laughs) but the, the top one for me was, I'm going to be so judged for this. She was popping her knuckles underneath the table constantly. All I, I could just hear pop, 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 pop. For me, that's a red flag. Why is that a red flag? Yeah, why is that a red because, flag in my habit? You see, my own, my own uh, pod squad's judging me already. It's the hearing thing where sounds bother you. Yeah. What is that called? Mysophonia. GTS it. Anyway, it's just a, it just irritates me. I don't know. It, it, it brings up some feelings of discomfort for me. Misophonia. Misophonia. Thank Misophonia. you. You're welcome. Is that a reason to not go forward? I had to reflect on that and ask myself that question, right? Like, like can I live a life it, with somebody who I, mm-hmm. is constantly emitting sounds that Irritate my nervous system. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yes. Well, we all, I think back in the day, it was called a pet peeve, right? I mean, I, I mean, a pet peeve is something that really grates on your nerves. And can you... But here's the thing, right? As we have this discussion, so I can resonate with that, right? And and it, first of all, it maybe prompts the question, how many knuckles did she have? Because how... <laughs> like, I, I feel like knuckle popping, like once you pop the knuckle, the knuckle is popped. Yeah. But maybe that is a completely... She's very gifted. I mean, that She's is a lot She's very gifted. Of, she pops them multiple times. Wow, that is just like... But the, 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 what I've learned, yeah. right, through the evolution of growth and expanding my threshold of tolerance with popping knuckles is that... It's a release for her. Mm-hmm. It's an energetic release for her. It's a way in which she manages her anxiety. Her at meeting. anxiety She's at such meeting an amazing person. someone <laughs> brand new. Um, and so, right, I've learned that this is just something. Does she now punctuate your fights with 
a knuckle pop? She abso-freaking-lutely does. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. It's great. So she still pops the knuckles. She still pops the knuckles. But it doesn't bother you anymore. Oh, it does. It, it, but it's a, it's a scale of bother, right? So it's either I want to drop kick her across the room and I, that's not really what I do we should not promote physical <laughs> violence in any manner but um it's like a mental drop kick it's, or like, an, I, it's like an ocular drop kick yes exactly ocular <laughs> I love your vocab um or it's like oh I didn't even hear it well and I, I it almost becomes more of like maybe like a like a reddish beige flag like is the, the fact that like you don't even hear it anymore and you just know that this is something your partner does and it just is that thing i read it as a red flag and it's really a beige flag yeah that's is my point yeah so a beige flag so i think that's it's just a, a quirk of hers mm -hmm. so i think it's a, that's a great transition into beige flags because as a adult uh above the average TikTok age i will just say because this beige flag phenomenon is like kind of new on social media it started on TikTok, right? Yeah, it started as a TikTok trend and kids were like, well, and so when you think about the color beige, what basically comes to mind for me is like boiled chicken. Not that there's anything wrong with boiled chicken. <laughs> really I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat boiled chicken. But when I think about like a meal that is like, you know, the, the uh, epitome of bland and boring, it is like boiled chicken. Boiled chicken. Right. And so it is the color of boiled chicken. So it's all of the things that are salt-free and flavorless and just like khaki beige. Not that there's anything wrong with khaki beige, but so a beige flag is a, as it first began, it was like a quality in a person that might endear them to you as like kind of boring, kind of like a flat personality characteristic. But as it's grown in its evolution, it is now, and I like this so much better, it is now a quality that is a little quirky it's not a red flag. It's not something you'd be like, oh, like it's not an ick, right? So to, to separate it out from the, the idea of the ick, which is like something that might really turn you off, like somebody using too much baby talk or something like that. Like not that that's right, but like really strong baby talk really early on, maybe an ick for some mm -hmm. people. I just, whatever. So the beige flag, this idea is it's something that kind of endears you to that person. And so it's more like a quality that you see and... It's not good. It's not bad. It and maybe something you come to appreciate as a as an idiosyncrasy about your person or kind of a quirky little thing that they do. Right. So I kind of like that a lot better. So I was talking to some friends last night, and I'll give this great example of one, and then I'll turn it over. Um, I was talking to some friends last night, and we were having some conversation about these flags. And so one of my friends recently started seeing somebody. He's a lovely guy that she met, and he has an antique razor collection. And so when they first met, he was like, yeah, you know, some women could think some things are kind of weird, like a guy with an antique razor collection. And it turns out that he has this collection and it was him that he was talking about. And my friend thinks it's like the coolest thing in the world. And so other women he's had experience, I guess, are just like, it's kind of weird. But for the right person, the, the beige flag, like gives them color, lights them up. So that's kind mm -hmm. of the way I'm thinking about the beige flag. And I just, I thought that was such a great example, mm -hmm. you know? So. A razor collection. Yeah, razor collection. Or people that do like weird quirky things. You know, I love Microsoft Excel. Somebody that thinks that that's kind of, <laughs> it's, a, it's a shout out for my past life. Like, it, you know, all the different things that I've done career-wise. But I love data science. I do. I put it out there. I love data science. And so for the right person, it's going to think that's like the wrong person is going to be like, that's really weird, Melissa. 
Nobody likes data science. I do. And the right person is going to be like, that's really excellent. <laughs> I, I do think that it, it's um, important to point out, too, that red flags also have a whole other caveat, oh. which is safety. Oh, I like and, that. Okay. And people being cognizant of their red flags could mean behavior down the road that could turn into something that is um, dangerous to them and their uh -huh. person. Um, some mm. red flags that, you know, domestic abuse. Yes. You know, which is a, which is a really big deal. And I was in a domestic abuse situation when I was in New York City um, many, many moons ago. And I went to a women's shelter Mm -hmm. And they had to tell me secretly where it was. They had to vet me first and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. And um, I was surprised to hear <clears throat> when they were talking to me the pattern of abuse, but they always come with flags. And the flags are there very early on. Mm -hmm. And as I grew older, of course, and could see flags like that, I, I would remember. But as a younger person or somebody who doesn't know better, mm -hmm. it might mm -hmm. be important to point out possibly what those red flags of potential domestic abuse might be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would say, I would say um, not letting someone uh, express themselves to talk their truth or to talk if you feel like you are unable to express how you feel in a situation that is a red flag. Mm -hmm. Can you guys think of any other ones that, that might be? I mean, um, there's, I, I don't want to say obvious because I don't want to discount what somebody else might be going through. But, you know, somebody putting hands on even like a little bit or, you know, hitting objects or things like that or yelling. Now, some people like to yell when they're, when they're in an argument, but some people don't. Mm -hmm. So... I just think it's important here to point out that some red flags can keep us very safe. Absolutely. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so speaking to someone that you're dating, newly dating, or it's in the early stages of a relationship, there it signs of control. Signs of control. Signs of control, which um, underneath signs of control specifics are not letting you share your side of the story or not being open to you expressing what you're feeling emotionally. Um, they don't really make time for you and sharing about your day, right? So they're not prioritizing you. A lot of times they're only talking about themselves. They only really allow space to talk about themselves, right? They don't ask for consent when they're touching you or maybe it's just they're doing things that don't feel good good to you or aren't helpful to you and when you share that that's the case they're not listening to you or they dismiss they're dismissive and they, they're going to isolate you mm -hmm. and have opinions even down to what you're wearing mm -hmm. someone that right isn't complimenting you you got it saying suggestive mm -hmm. maybe perhaps you could wear or i don't like mm -hmm. you know right those are red flags to me yeah it's it's those things that that pop up where you're like wow nobody's ever really controlled this part of me before or thought that this was important and it starts small and then it grows into bigger does it not yes and the converse of the red flag is the green flag 
right? Yeah. What are green flags in relationships? I love what you're wearing today. You know? Yeah. Mm. Being there on time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell me about your day. Uh-huh. Right. Other green flags are showing empathy and basic kindness. A desire to learn and grow. Willing to apologize and admit when they're wrong. That one's, that so, one's big. so big. So big. Um, when they're able to take responsibility and hold themselves accountable mm. for their part to play in something. That's so big. Mm. Prioritizing you. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, right now, in this day and age, we're all very available. The availability is is there. And so when someone is not getting back to you, mm-hmm. right, in what you consider to be a timely manner. So texting. It's texting. So what what are the parameters on texting? We, we could give an opinion. Well, yeah. I mean, what does prioritizing mean? It can mean something to different people because, you know, you have to set boundaries for yourself as far as what's healthy for you in responding via text. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're going through a lot. Maybe you're in a work day that's extremely busy. And the person that you're dating, right, has reached out and said, hey, I was thinking about, you know, this coming Saturday. And if you didn't have plans, I'd love to go to the arts market with you. And you don't respond within an hour or two hours because you're in meetings and you're really having to prioritize work because it's your work day. So you wait until the evening, right, to respond back. Hmm. I mean, what do you think, Melissa? I think you have a text kind of a thing, right? You- well, I just feel like as long as both partners are in the same mindset for communication, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel like there's one way. I feel like it's all about responsiveness, mm-hmm. right? It's, got, it's all about the person that I'm reaching out to being there. So if I'm dating somebody and, you know, we're in communication and we've, and it's also right, like about the pattern that we've established. So, because I feel like we can tell a lot from a change in pattern. And so if I've got commun- ongoing communication with somebody where we both, like if we are dating, I'm guessing we're in the scenario that we're seeing each other. So we kind of know each other's mm-hmm. day in, day out. If I know my person is at work and they can't, I mean, that's the expectation and that's appropriate. If, I'm reaching out with like a question or a thing, you know, and I don't hear back from them for 12 to 15 hours. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I might, it might, I might wonder, oh, like, have they not had time to respond? I, first of all, I hope everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, you know, maybe they haven't had time to respond. They've been busy. But in the scenario that we're dating, and I think it maybe depends on where in the relationship we are, Yeah, you ah, know, sick. and so if we're dating and we have this established pattern where we're in gentle communication, so we text maybe once or twice a day, a couple times a day, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be ongoing, people are busy, mm-hmm. but I think it's about re- being in the pattern that you're in, and then, and I say pattern like it's a bad thing, but I think patterns are, they can help us establish some consistency. Mm-hmm. right and consistency is a big one in relationships and you know i say all the time you wouldn't buy a car that only started half the time mm-hmm. you know if you went to the lot and the dealer's like oh there's a really nice looking car look at that headlights on this one you right. know but it it didn't start every time you, you wouldn't buy that car but mm-hmm. too often we would maybe put ourselves in trust with folks who are not giving us what we need so i think as long as we're getting what we need it's fine you know if both parties are like oh we like to be in touch because I know people that want to be texting with their people all the time. I don't know how people find time for that. Could but. be a trigger, too, because, yeah. you know, 
some people use texting time as a mode of control. Yes. They sure. do. Yeah, they say, absolutely. I'm not going to, just like calling used to be back <laughs> in the day. Yeah. I'm going to wait to call this person. Now, there would be like the first date, and I'm not going to call them the next day. You know, they'd wait three days. That was like the thing. But in an unhealthy relationship, somebody uses the, that time to make the person wait, you know, as an unhealthy way. To build up the... <laughs> like anxiety around will mm -hmm. they won't they i mean i think anything it with excess like that mm -hmm. you know i also think sometimes though texting can be not a false sense of intimacy but it's kind of like just making sure the person is still vague you know we're not really saying much mm -hmm. it, it, you know so i really like you know in terms of communication like i sometimes if i'm meeting somebody new and i'm corresponding with that you know because i'm out there in the dating world we might exchange voice memos instead oh, of texting yeah. you know like maybe you know definitely we've we spoke on our you know, when we were on First Coast Connect about meeting in person uh -huh. as soon as we can. Right. Um, but I think as long as both parties shared the same idea about what the communication is supposed to look like, it's kind of like sex. It's very personal to the relationship. And it's, you know, you're not going to have the same dynamic. So Amy's partnership communication might look different than your partnership communication than right. Joanna's and mine. So. so it can speak to an issue of control. Mm -hmm. Like, let's say in this case... The, the example that I gave, the person who's waiting with the invitation, you know, that extended the invitation to the arts market, right? It doesn't feel prioritized mm -hmm. because they didn't get a response within a couple of hours. You could have a conversation about that later mm -hmm. to say, you know, I really feel prioritized when you text back within a certain time frame. How does that work for you? For then the person to say, you know, well, work is really a priority for me between, you know, or during business hours, that sort of thing. And you need to determine whether or not that's going to be compatible for you both moving forward. Mm -hmm. What I love about that scenario, though, is that both partners get to express. Yes. what, And so that, to me, open communication, regardless of the outcome of that, even if the partner's like, well, you know, you like one thing, I like something else. I don't know if I can do that. Um, right. But what I love about that is the idea that both partners get to communicate. And to me, that is a huge green flag. Being able to safely say, kind of like to circle back to what you were saying about being able to express, mm -hmm. being able to say, this is a thing. This is how it makes me feel. What do you think about that? Right. How does that work for you? Mm -hmm. And then everybody has informed knowledge to determine mm -hmm. what they would like. Right. And I, so I think that the the clarity and the openness with communication about our needs is it, that to me that is a huge green flag mm -hmm. in dating somebody that can come to me and say hey this is how i feel about this thing that you did yeah what do you think about that or you know hold space for me to do the same thing so huge green flag huge green and flag. then the flip side of that could be let's say days go by and the person doesn't respond to the invitation to the arts market that could be an indicate an indicator right of unavailability. I mean, what would be under that pretense? What would be an okay reason for a person not to respond for a couple of days with an invitation? There isn't one. Yeah, I think that's a no. red flag off the cuff. Yeah, for sure. Because you can always say, hey, um, you know, I had a, a, a really major personal issue come up. Um, you could get a little bit more specific about it. I had a death in the family. I'm really going through some really hard things right now. You know, I can't. Um, it's going to be a few days before I can get back to you. Yeah. There's always something that you can say. And That's I think it's important to say that red flags don't necessarily mean detrimental danger 
you know, there also are quirky things that we don't like for ourselves too. Of course. So what are some fun, quirky red flags? Um, Either dating or sex the first time and you're like, oh, hell no. Well, I will tell you. So I uh, dated somebody um, who was very big into getting the appropriate amount of sleep. So I dated some, uh, you know, woman that had like a kind of like a bedtime uh, and a wake time. I'm not even kidding. And uh, I was over at like, and it was like a long period, like a 10 hour sleep. And I was like, that is just like, we go to bed at 10 o'clock and we wake up at 8 a.m. And I thought that was like a little odd because I'm, I don't know, a grown up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and you want to have some flexibility, but it was, it was her, it was the structure around it, right? Which was like, it was like at 10 o'clock, like the, it was night, night time. Um, and yeah, and I get that. Like people need their sleep. I get that. But, and so at first I was like, this is just like so weird. I don't know about this, but now I have really grown to like appreciate, um, a nice chunk of sleep. I don't have a bedtime per se, but I definitely like to see about, like I measure my sleep now. So I, 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 I moved into a different smartwatch that gives me like some different capabilities. I, like oh, not nice. in a related way, but like separately I did this thing. Um, I moved into a different like watch for all my activities. And one of the things it tracks is sleep. And I was like, this is so weird that this woman like tracks her sleep. Like this is so weird. Nobody does that. I sometimes do that now. So it to me is like, okay, mm-hmm. I really, I mean, I'm a numbers gal. So I like to know how much REM sleep I'm getting. And um it's very gratifying to be able to do that. Red flag. I don't know. You don't want to see me when I'm sleepy. <laughs> that is the red flag. But I also think that sometimes little red flags that we see at the beginning can be indicative of like bigger. So we talk about control. It could be somebody that like orders for you at a restaurant at the beginning, which is like a little endearing maybe. And you're like, oh, look it. They know just what I like. Except for that when you're like, oh, maybe mm-hmm. I would prefer to have the Caesar salad versus the garden salad. They're like, no, no, no. I already ordered this for you. And so it's like a sign of control for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So bad grammar in a text or in community, like bad, bad sense of humor. Text grammar. I mean, if it's constantly like, that sounds terrible, but I guess if it's like constantly like bad grammar or a lot of acronyms, if you're putting all the acronyms in the text and it's just like a series of letters that I have to then pull out like (laughs) a legend to interpret. <laughs> and I'm like, I am a old person, so I don't know like what all of your well, when you're dating I Y K Y K. And I guess that's what I have to say to the listeners. I Y K Y K. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that I'm trying to think of other like red flags. I don't I try to be open because I feel like we all have our own. So like if you were let me ask you this. Yeah. If you if a friend was telling us about you, like what would somebody say like your red flags are? Like what are the things that you do that are red flags, you think? Oh boy. Oh boy. I need to text my I wife. Have, I have low, I, I kind of like go with the flow more than most people about everything. I'm kind of like, like my husband's really big about no feet, shoes on the bed or certain things. Like, like I will full on have a charcuterie board in my bed and back in the day, roll over, have a cigarette and pack my you know now I don't do that because we've grown together but he's really big about like salt in the bed I know that salt like in particular weird, like salt like what about other condiments? But I was like sick salt, and I wanted pepper? some salt in my soup and he's like oh my god don't get any salt in the bed and I'm like 
I'm not, but then I wanted to. Yeah. I, it's like having sand in the bed, you know, at the beach, you know, when someone doesn't take a shower before, they just crash into the bed. Like, I, I kind of go with the flow. Like, I'm like, okay, well, we'll figure it out later. Like, for him, and, you know, I know that drove him nuts. Or, like, taking care of really good knives, putting things that are, like, nonstick pans. I know this is, like, triggering Rebecca, because I know that you and my husband have a lot in common. Uh, huh? <laughs> but it says everything about how I grew up. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just, I was unpoliced on this stuff. Yeah. It was just me like living alone practically. And my mom was, you know, doing her thing. And so I didn't have someone, a gui- guidance for that. So then I have to be really careful about <laughs> suggesting to me a better way. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Rebecca. Right. Yeah. Your head. I was thinking that maybe <laughs> you might want to do it this way. Right. Just borderline controlling. This. So then I ended up when I was first dating my husband, like, or we moved in together, um, buying my own knife, buying, buying my own pot. Cause it bothered me so much. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you think logically about it, then it's mm-hmm. not a flag. It's growth, growth, mm-hmm. more red flags to your partner could then become green flags as you bend and grow together. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. And I think as we grow and change as yes. people, right? Like, so different things become important and we learn from every relationship that we're in. Mm-hmm. So we are, we're always taking little pieces and parts and, mm-hmm. and little nuggets around. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're on a date. You're on a first date. Mm. The person's on time. Did you set the, is this data product of honey and flame? Maybe. <laughs> um, person's on time, so that's a good start. Person's on time, and they let you order what you want, <laughs> so everything's going well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no, like, knuckle cracking underneath the table. And then all of a sudden you get a whiff. You get a whiff of smell mm-hmm. from the other person. And the smell is a perfume that you don't like really don't prefer it you don't prefer that but it's 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 at a stage where you couldn't tell the person that can you wear something different next time Mm -hmm. um what do you do if you can't stand that perfume and and it's a flag for you how do you let someone know there's a flag like what did you do with the knuckle cracking wife of yours when you first were you like i i noted it I banked it as a concern however I was overtaken by her kindness and the gentleness that she was exuding and then also just the um the way that we were vibing that was rising above the this one thing this one thing and so that's what you're assessing and thinking about as you're noting oh they're wearing this perfume that I'm not digging however how was the quality of our connection right did they show interest in me were they asking specific questions about me or were they only talking about themselves the entire time or the majority of the time would you would you agree with this assessment that a lot of people today of a younger generation, let's say 40 and younger, they don't do that as much. They don't date it out. Mm -hmm. They don't see it through. 
Right. They just say one and done. Like, I don't like the perfume smell. I can't tell them I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to hurt their feelings. So I'm just going to peace out. Right. I've, I find, I see this trend in dating with couples that their ability to keep going and trying is just dwindling. And I think that that's something is really lost. Partner, potential partners are really lost and friendships and long-term relationships because people don't keep trying on that human level. Right. Yeah, I think that the, the list, the qualities of what's important in a long-term relationship have shifted and it can be more superficial than the true pillars of intimacy that sustain a long-term relationship. So yeah, people are getting eliminated and quickly discounted quickly because of things that don't really matter when it comes to what bonds to people. This is so important. I think this is really key because it shows how we've changed as a mm -hmm. society. Well, and there's so much, I feel like when you say that to the, you know, there's so much more availability. I don't, I don't mean availability. Like there's so many more available, compatible partners. But if you think about it now with all the apps that we have, you know, it's not uncommon to, for somebody that's maybe single and looking to be on maybe multiple apps at a time, mm -hmm. or there's just a, an array of options mm -hmm. coming in at any given time. I mean, I read somewhere a statistic that said something about how our attention span as adults is like mm -hmm. less than 60 seconds now. Mm -hmm. We're constantly waiting for our phone to buzz, for the ding, for the notification. So even if I'm present in a space, mm -hmm. if I'm like, you know, people are on their phones all the time for work, and that's a flag for me. Like if I'm out with somebody and they're constantly, or their phones constantly, they're on their phone. If there's work and they've got life and things going on, Totally understand that. But again, it's and all they've about the communicated and that they, to it's you. All, exactly. Yeah. It's all about the communication of the, mm -hmm. the thing, right? But if they're but if they're constantly checking or on their phone, like I you mm -hmm. know, that might that might give me some idea about their ability to be present with me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, but to your point, I feel like we we meet people, but there's always the idea that there's like somebody else out there that can be a better fit. Mm -hmm. So it's it's challenging, I would imagine. It's challenging. So my last word would be the the old when in doubt date it out if you have an interest in someone and you don't feel any danger signs but you like them keep going humanize them see what friendship can pop up and see what grows from there mm -hmm. yeah I'm going to encourage folks to to write out a list of what your non-negotiables are mm -hmm. and and understand that right non-negotiables may change over time, right? What's a non-negotiable now might not be a non-negotiable later. Um, to be open to growing, evolving, changing. The non-negotiables that I think we're talking about that aren't going to change for most folks are like lying, you know, continual lying, cheating, belittling you, difficulty managing anger. So, Take some time to reflect. Take some time with yourself to reflect on what your non-negotiables are, right? What things, um, what are green flags for you? And focus on the green flags. Great. I love it. That's that's great advice. Great advice for our listeners. Great, some great takeaways. So what a fun time. What a fun discussion. Thanks, Amy. And thanks, Rebecca. And thanks, Joanna. And thank you, our lovely, lovely listeners. Wishing you a beautiful day. Ciao.
Hey, Sparkies. I feel like we should play a game of Red Rover, Red Rover, send all the flags over. But if you're seeing someone, and you feel yourself sliding into the danger zone, it might be time to take stock on what your non-negotiables are. Is this red flag a safety issue? Do they try to control you or prevent you from expressing yourself? Are you really vibing because they are showing you some green flags? Do they prioritize you? Can they admit when they're wrong and apologize? Do they take responsibility for their mistakes and hold themselves accountable? Maybe that knuckle-cracking red flag turns into a beige flag. Maybe you think XL is excellent. Then you can decide if the green flags outweigh the red flags. Are the red flags something you can communicate to your partner? And is your partner receptive to addressing your concerns? Until next time, TTFN. Ta-ta for now.